I'm Bernard Combe, uh, editor-in-chief of RMD Open. Uh, we are currently at uh, the EURA Congress in, in Madrid, and it's my pleasure to have an interview with uh, Dr. Cassandra Calabrese from the Cleveland University. I am Cassandra Calabrese. I come from the Cleveland Clinic in the United States, and I practice in both the rheumatology and infectious disease departments there. And Cassandra and uh, her group have published in RMD Open an interesting paper on uh, checkpoint inhibitors, and she also has a presentation during URA on this topic. So, Cassandra, could you tell us what is checkpoint inhibitors? Checkpoint inhibitors are a new line of drugs to treat cancer, type of immunotherapy, that came on the scene about five or six years ago. I think the first one was approved in 2011, and they block immunologic checkpoints. They use the patient's immune system to fight the cancer rather than targeting the cancer. They target the immune system to release the breaks on immunologic checkpoints. The currently approved drugs block CTLA-4 on the PD-1, PD-L1 pathways. And uh, by doing that, they release the breaks on uh, blocking of the immune system. And we have found that they are related, uh, attended by these what we call immune-related adverse events that are related to untoward, off-target, auto-inflammatory and autoimmune side effects. And checkpoint inhibitors are a license now in several cancer. Uh, are they valid in any cancer or some specific ones? They are now, at least in the U.S., approved for, I think, eight malignancies. And there's one CTLA for blocking agent. The rest are PD-1 or PD-L1. And in melanoma, they are approved in, in combination, a CTLA-4 blocking agent and an anti-PD-1. Um, and originally, they were approved for refractory, end-stage, stage 4 tumors. And now, they are starting to be approved as, as first-line and, and lower-stage malignancies. And I think moving forward, they will be approved for a variety of other malignancies, mainly solid tumors, um, at earlier stages of, of cancer. And you have reported that some uh, checkpoint inhibitor could induce autoimmune disease. Could you tell us more about that? Yes, uh, starting with uh, the early clinical trials, phase one, two, three, they found uh, a variety of what we call immune-related adverse events, or IRAEs, that are felt to be related to the checkpoint inhibitor and our autoimmune or auto-inflammatory disease. We call them that, but we're not exactly sure. Uh, results of the, the drug manifesting in any organ system, most commonly uh, colitis, uh, inflammatory colitis that uh, very much resembles like, an inflammatory bowel disease, uh, skin manifestations ranging from psoriasis to vitiligo to dermatitis, endocrine manifestations, hypo, hyperthyroid, hypophysitis. Uh, these were all reported to be quite common uh, in clinical trials, ranging from mild to severe and life-threatening and even causing death, uh, in particular, in the gastrointestinal IRAEs. 
and less frequently reported are these rheumatic IRAEs, um, and they are less frequently reported for a variety of reasons. There's no standardized reporting system. Uh, there's a lot of referral bias we find to our rheumatology department, and we might not, at least early on, be seeing all the patients. Uh, milder patients don't, don't make it to us, um, and they don't really have a formal grading system for any kind of musculoskeletal IRAE. So we feel they're largely underreported, but likely we will be seeing a lot more of them in the years to come. So you think that now rheumatology should be aware of these events? Absolutely. It is crucial that we as rheumatologists be aware and work with oncologists uh, for a variety of reasons, with one important one being that at least in our experience, the majority of our patients had to discontinue, in some instances, permanently their cancer therapy because of the rheumatic symptoms. So I think that's uh, quite serious, and they're also quite symptomatic and in a lot of pain, um, and treating them appropriately uh, and working with oncology will be quite important for rheumatologists. And finally, uh, um, if a patient develops a rheumatic disease, an inflammatory rheumatic disease, what kind of therapy could we propose? That's a very good question, and we would love to have and are hopefully going to be working on a kind of standardized protocol for treating rheumatic IRAEs. We have found, and in agreement with the literature, they are all responsive to prednisone, which, of course, we can't keep our patients on prednisone forever. DMARDs are found to be efficacious in some patients, although some patients have quite severe symptoms and we don't find that waiting a couple months for a DMAR to take effect is appropriate, and not to mention the comorbidities. Patients that have liver mets or solitary kidney from a nephrectomy are not going to be you know, a great candidate for methotrexate, so we also use TNF inhibitors uh, depending on the severity of their symptoms in response to prednisone. Mm-hmm.